0: Welcome to 35 West. I'm Ryan Berg, director of the Americas program at CSIS and host of the 35 West podcast. how professional the Mexican, but government. are we ready? I don't reform trends in Argentina. Right. And that's what happened. With a rich network of volcanoes on the Ring of Fire, Latin America is uniquely positioned to benefit from developing geothermal energy within its countries. The development of geothermal energy could support Latin America's decarbonization efforts, help stabilize electricity grids, revolutionize industrial processes, and strengthen the region's energy security. However, because geothermal energy is not found at the surface level of the earth, exploration costs, which translate to market price, are very high compared to other renewable sources. Latin America has much to offer, but despite its potential, it has only been able to draw about one-quarter of the geothermal energy that it is assessed to hold. Lack of risk-sharing mechanisms, government support, and know-how has precluded countries in the region from harnessing the potential of geothermal energy stored underground. To further explore the prospects of geothermal energy development in the region, particularly in Peru, we are joined by Jimena Guardia Muguruza, an environmental engineer currently studying at the University of Reykjavik. Ximena has extensive experience working on environmental and energy engineering in the private sector, for Peru's Ministry of Environment, as well as in academia. In this episode, we will identify the challenges and opportunities faced by El Salvador, Costa Rica, and Peru in harnessing geothermal energy and explore ways for them to achieve their energy, economic, and social goals through the development of geothermal energy. Thank you very much for joining us today, Jimena.
1: Thank you, Ryan, for the invitation.
0: Although the use of hot springs date back to pre-Inca periods in Peru, when they were used for healing and worship, geothermal energy as an energy source has inspired a more recent wave of enthusiasm due to its potential role in the energy transition. Could you please begin by explaining what geothermal energy is and what makes geothermal energy different from other renewables?
1: Sure. Well, geothermal energy is a type of renewable energy that uses the internal heat of the earth to generate electricity or for direct uses. What I think it makes it unique is that it can be baseload for electricity production. It's also very flexible. It has more than 90% of capacity factor for electricity production as well. And it has very low greenhouse gases emission in comparison to other thermal power plants. It also has some other benefits for direct uses that we can do uh, at the same time as we produce electricity.
0: Geothermal energy, as you mentioned, Jimena, has a wide variety of uses, though it is perhaps most commonly thought of as a heat source, an area where countries like Iceland have made significant progress. Geothermal, however, can have a wide range of applications. What are some end uses of geothermal energy that our listeners may not have considered before? How can the region best benefit from harnessing the resource?
1: Yeah, we usually relate geothermal energy for electricity production, but we can use it for many other direct uses, like district heating, for bathing, aquaculture, for greenhouses, for hydrogen production. So. Everything that needs heat or also for refrigeration, uh, it can use geothermal energy. So it has a lot of potential.
0: In the case of the United States, the development of a geothermal industry seems to have taken off by a combination of private and public sector financing. Meanwhile, in Costa Rica and El Salvador, state-owned companies developed geothermal projects and kick-started the industry. What are the main challenges you foresee arising in Peru's development of geothermal energy?
1: So, as you may know, in the case of Peru, uh, we don't have any geothermal power plant yet. So for us, it's totally a greenfield project operation. So that is the main reason why we don't have right now so much support from the government because that means we have a lot of risk during the exploration phase. So this is the main challenge uh, for us. So I think if we take other examples in Central America, we can start by direct uses and then try to jump into electricity production. So it could be a possibility for us.
0: How does the landscape in Peru differ, Ximena, from that of other countries in the region?
1: So Peru is a very unique place. Actually, we have coast, we have highlands, and we have the jungle. So geothermal energy, in the case of Peru, is located in the um, highlands. So for us, it's above 3,000 meters above sea level. So it's very complicated to get to the geothermal areas. We actually don't have so many good infrastructure or so many transmission lines. That's why um, we need first to develop all this infrastructure in order to harness geothermal energy in our country.
0: How can countries in the Western Hemisphere better collaborate to develop best practices and decrease local skepticism in the industry?
1: Well, we can learn a lot of how geothermal energy can be uh, Developing other countries, as I said before, we can see how they jumped from their uses to electricity production. This is very good for countries like Peru, for example, when where we don't have any geothermal uh, power plants yet, and for us it's very interesting to see how other countries have been doing, like how much risk they have mitigated during this process and to learn also from the failures that we have in other parts because that is very very important for a new industry like geothermal in our case
0: geothermal exploration which involves drilling and geothermal mapping maintains a high level of a risk in investment according to the world bank an initial test drilling program for geothermal exploration wells could cost between 20 and $30 million with no certainty in return. So what can governments, multilateral organizations and cooperation agencies do to lower the risk of an increase private investment?
1: Yeah, this is a very good question because I think all of these uh, agents have to work in collaboration in order to promote this new industry. So in the case of the government, I think all the policy regulation have to be very clear for geothermal developers i can tell you uh, for a fact that in the case of peru we have regulation but it's not completely clear so we don't know uh, the whole steps of the process we don't know the requirements uh, for example um, like an environmental impact assessment the process how we will go for geothermal energy so we need all this process to be very precise for this industry in order to to help it, to help all the developers. In the case of multilateral organizations, it's very good the support that they give to all the governments in the first stage, especially where we have this high risk for exploration. So actually they give you, usually they give you loans for this first stage and this helps a lot, especially if we have like own estate companies that can promote geothermal energy.
0: Jimena, you mentioned regulations and not having a stable regulatory environment in Peru. Can regulations incentivize investment? And what are the next steps to create a clear regulatory framework for the use of geothermal?
1: Yes, I think in the case of Peru, what we are missing is energy policy in general. So we don't have an actual target of renewable energy, and we don't have a target from each type of renewable energy that we want to achieve in the following years in order to be carbon neutral, for example. So if we have this policy and, and we know the percentage of renewable energy and especially geothermal that we want to achieve in the following years, for sure, more investment can be done. Also, as I said, we have... Um, main regulations for electricity production, but in the case of direct juices, we don't have any regulation. And also the problem is that in order to have a project done, we need many permits, not only by the Ministry of Energy of Mines, we also need permits from other sectors. So this has to be very clear a project developer and right now we don't we don't have it so we really need to clarify this process so like this we, we can decrease also the amount of time that these new investors will have for develop new projects
0: hey Mana, let's look to the future for a second in peru i wouldn't be surprised if you told me that peru's current political instability has increased the challenges for the private and public sector moving geothermal projects forward of course begs the question of whether the country will have the structures to support geothermal development, which will need to have local support and regulatory frameworks that allow for exploration to decrease the investment risks. Has the recent political instability affected geothermal energy development, or do these issues predate the current situation in the country?
1: Well, of course, the political instability that we have for the past, I would say, six to seven years has had an effect on the promotion of new technologies like geothermal energy. But I would say that this comes from before. So our main problem, I would say that is that we have many different types of resources. So we have, for, for example, natural gas on one side, we have many other renewable energy sources that right now have very competitive prices like wind, and solar energy. So, this is also a challenge for technologies like geothermal, that uh, for this case, like green projects or greenfield projects, are most expensive in these first stages. So, I think that that is the main barrier. Right now, we have uh, many incentives for other types of technologies, especially for natural gas and i would say that this decrease the the options for other types of renewables.
0: Himena, where do you see the country going in terms of developing a regulatory framework for geothermal energy development and the ability to invest in alternative energies?
1: Well, right now the ministry of the environment is working on its national strategy for being carbon neutral at 2050 and this ministry is working with other ministries like the Ministry of the Energy and Mines. And we're trying to achieve a policy or energy policy that tries to decrease the emissions that we have right now in the energy matrix sector, not only for electricity production, but also for transport. And I think geothermal energy could play a, a really key role here i would say that in the case of peru where we have many different resources what we need to do is first to try to think about which sustainable energy matrix that we want in the following years and the amount of each type of energy that we want and like that i think we can try to promote each type of technology not just geothermal many other renewable energies that that we have available in the country. So I I would say that these next years will be uh, focused on that. First, trying to have this energy transition uh, in in the country and geothermal energy, energy can be part of it.
0: We've spoken about some of the challenges facing geothermal development in Latin America, but we would like to end this episode on a more positive note. So what do you think would be key determinants for success for the development of geothermal energy? And are you hopeful that the industry will take off?
1: Yes, yeah, so I would say that we need to start by showing all the benefits that geothermal energy can bring us. So in order to do that, I think that in the case of Peru, we need to show all the benefits for the highlands, for very cold areas and remote areas. So I think in the case of Peru, we can place many direct uses, greenhouses, district heating in all these areas, and the population can see all the benefits of geothermal. And once we achieve that, then we can switch from direct uses to electricity, energy production.
0: Are you in general hopeful that the industry will take off?
1: I am very positive. I mean, I've been trying to promote geothermal energy for the past seven years. I know it's very difficult. It's a long race, I would say. But I think um, we now have many people that knows about geothermal. A lot of masters, PhD students from Peru that have been studying geothermal. And I think sooner or later, we're going to have uh, a new industry improve. Yeah, for sure.
0: Ximena, is there something that we did not cover in this episode? Is there anything else that you would like to highlight or add?
1: Yeah, I would say that your thermal energy is a very special technology. And this is not why I am, it is not just because I am studying it and, and using it. I think it has so many benefits for all the countries in South America that are part of this ring of fire and actually for other countries in the world. And I would say that geothermal energy can play an excellent role for the energy transition in the world right now. If we don't take action now, I would say that we are going to waste precious time for all our climate uh, goals in the future.
0: Jimena Guardia-Muguruza, an environmental engineer, currently studying at the University of Reykjavik and former environmental and energy engineer for Peru's Ministry of the Environment. Thanks for joining us on 35 West. We appreciate you taking the time today.
1: Thank you, Ryan, and thank you all for the invitation.
0: For you, thank you for joining. Stay tuned for the next episode of 35 West.